You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nahumsiegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Good morning, everyone. Mata Swinegast with you here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. How are you doing? Today is the 17th of July, 11th of Tammuz. Did you have a great week, everyone? I hope you did. hope you had a very enjoyable and a great Shabbos. And we are here to start another week off with you right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. It's going to be a nice day out outside of our offices here in the... Uh, New Jersey area, 75 degrees right now, partly cloudy, going up to a high of 92, partly sunny and down to 72, clear. In Jerusalem right now, it's 87 degrees and clear, beautiful sunshine out there, and uh, it is going down to 67 degrees tonight, also clear. And uh, Nachum will be able to experience uh, beautiful weather, I hope, for the rest of this week as he heads off to Israel tomorrow with the Nefesh Benefesh. Broadcasting from Israel, great shows this coming week over at JMNAM, so make sure to follow every single day. He'll be going with his whole crew. He'll talk about it tomorrow morning on JMNAM, and they'll be heading out after that. It's 7.06 in the morning, and uh, we're going to be playing lots of music, as we always do. Morning Chizok coming up at 7.30, and uh, News from Israel at 8 o'clock. At 8.30, I'll be joined by a very special guest, uh, a... uh, principal of a school in Israel. The principal's name is the Rabbi Avi Lipman, and the school is Or Moshe, which is a school for boys with a wide range of learning disabilities. It is located in uh, Beit Shemesh, and it should be a very interesting discussion uh, because the school caters to students who can't otherwise fit into the um, regular framework of special ed and uh, is definitely afforded a great education by this institution. So we will uh, be speaking with him at about 8.30 in our second hour of the show. Until then, we're going go to uh, we're gonna go to music and uh, kick off our show with Yitzchak Fuchs and Friends a little bit. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. I apologize. Ana Hashem, Rabbi Michael Dada Achenu is going to kick off our show. Right here on James Sunday. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're exclusive to the Nachum Siegel Network.
Ta-da! 
I have to be other in love And feel you for a cold bus So shine got joy Shine got joy The oil on my long boat Feel you for a cold bus So shine got joy Shine got joy The oil on boat I feel you for a cold bus So shine got joy Shine got joy The oil on boat I feel you for a cold bus So shine got joy
Uh, Mordechai Shapiro here on JM Sunday. Matas Wine Guest with you as we approach 7.30 in the morning. Uh, let's see what we did before that. Um, before Mordechai Shapiro, we had uh, Zevi Kaufman, Yoli Falkowitz, Yitzchak Fuchs, and friends. And uh, we had Rabbi Michael Nadada starting us off here on a Sunday morning. It's going to be a beautiful day out. It's beautiful now. So far, 75 degrees, going up to a high of 92 degrees in our area. And back down to 72 tonight. In Jerusalem, 87 degrees and going down to 67, all clear throughout the day, rest of the day and tonight. Appreciate you all joining us here on JM Sunday. It's the 17th of July, in case you missed it. Time flies quickly, 11th of Tammuz already. Dafyomi, 47. Baba Kama. That's the daf. Um, at 8 o'clock, our news from Israel with Hannah Julian. And at um, 8.30, we're going to be joined by Rabbi Avi Lipman, who's the principal of Oromosha School in uh, Beit Shemesh. It's a school for boys with a wide range of learning disabilities. Very interesting school, tailor-made for students who need this kind of education, and it is extremely, extremely important. I look forward to this interview. And uh, there are people who actually made Aliyah because of this institution. How do you like that? who felt that uh, their educational needs for their children were not being met in uh, other areas, and they found out about the school within the last few years, made Aliyah, and their children are, are um, what's the word I'm thinking of, are, uh, are, are, are. <laughs> I can't think of it, well, they're doing really great, they're thriving, that's what I was thinking of, they are thriving. 
at this time, each and every Sunday through Thursday, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser, Rabbi Goldwasser's words, and Esther Bas Rabbi Yosef Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in Devarim, Vahaya Ekev Tishma'un. The word Ekev can also mean heal. It's a reference to the Achrisayamim, to the end of days, the time preceding Mashiach's coming. Our Svarim state that the collective Neshamas of Klal Yisrael will join together at that time to form the structure of the body. The Neshamas of the Avos, of our forefathers and foremothers, will form the structure of the head, and our generation's Neshamas will form the heel. If we take a look at the Masim, the deeds, the example of our Avos, we could be overwhelmed because we can't even come close to it. So if we contrast our deeds with theirs, what good do we do? The Alexander Rebbe answers that the Gemara tells us that the cow of Rebbe Lozer ben Azariah's neighbor went into the Rishus Sarabim, the public domain on Shabbos, with a strap between its horns. It is forbidden to allow one's animal to carry on Shabbos. But Rebbe Lozer ruled that a strap between the cow's horn is not considered to be carrying. However, the majority opinion is that an animal wearing a strap is considered carrying, and therefore it's also for him to be on the street on Shabbos. Rebbe Lozer did not protest the Chilol Shabbos. Later, when the Chachomim reprimanded him, he accepted upon himself as a tikkun tshuva, as a rectification for his sin, a very strict regimen of fasting. He fasted so intensely that his teeth turned black. Citing this Gemara, Reb Chaim Vital asked his Rebbe, the Ariya Kodosh, if the tzaddikim, the righteous of old, fasted so intensely for even an Avera Kala, a light Avera, what will be our fate? We have so many Averas, and we don't even have the ability to do a fraction of what they did in terms of tshuva. The Ariya Kodesh answered that a simple krechts, a cry of a Jew in our generation, is worth more than countless tanesim and sigufim, fasts and afflictions in their generation. The great chizuk that we should have knowing the power of the heel of our generation. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
שכל חוכמה וחוכמה שבעולם יש לו זמר וניגון מיוחד שכל חוכמה וחוכמה שבעולם יש לו זמר וניגון מיוחד
love it. Simcha Liner with Nigun HaChachma. Before that, Avram Freed, Levi Falkowitz, Eitan Freilach, Shlomo Katz, and Yair, Yair Shuyon here on JM Sunday as we approach 8 o'clock. News from Israel coming up in just a few seconds. A, um, a reminder that at 8.30 I'll be joined by Rabbi Avi Lipman. He's the principal of Oromosha, a school for boys with a wide, wide range of learning challenges. It's in, uh, in Beit Shemesh. And we'll hear from him about the amazing program that is there. They're just uh, opening up a new dorm. So be a lot of exciting things to talk about. It's uh, 75 degrees outside right now. And uh, it's going up to a high of 92 and then down to 72. We'll get the, uh, we'll get the weather in Israel uh, in just a few minutes with, um, with, uh, with Hannah Julian. Uh, I want to thank... Uh, Listener uh, Sharon and listener Yehudas for enjoying the Eitan Freilich and letting us know they enjoy the Eitan Freilich song. Also, my thanks to uh, listener Yitzchak in San Antonio, Texas. He tells us that um, it's partly cloudy outside there right now. 76 is the temperature. It's heading to a high of 96, mostly sunny. And that's the way it's been in the last few weeks down there in San Antonio. Hot and humid Texas summers. So thanks for checking in and letting us know. About that, we are here on the Nachum Siegel Network, and uh, at this time, uh, it is time for the news from Israel. Hannah Julian, Middle East news analyst and senior correspondent at JewishPress.com, joins us every Sunday morning to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Hannah Julian, and uh, Mazel Tov to you again. As we mentioned last week, the birth of a grandson, and uh, I understand that this Friday was the bris. So, uh, what is your grandson's name? Good morning, Matis. Our new grandson is Avraham. Nice. <laughs> and he may he grow up to be Zoche for many, 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 many mitzvahs and to go to Bar Mitzvah, Chuppah, Masim Tovim, to Amen. build a Bais in Israel. Amen. Did you, build him a, did you buy him a tent yet? Uh, well, we're working on oh, okay. it. Avraham, you know. It's, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all yours. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's a lot going on actually in this. It's been, ex- it's always exciting. You know, there's, of course, there's exciting good, there's exciting not so good. We have both today. Let me start with uh, the bad to get that out of the way, and end up with the good. Israeli police prevented a terrorist attack on the Jerusalem light rail this morning. Uh, police became suspicious of an Arab man who was standing next to one of the train stops in the center of Jerusalem. This one near the corner of Jaffa Road, Rehov Yafo, and King George Street at the very heart of downtown in the city. The man was wearing a heavy shoulder bag, and security personnel at the train stop decided to search the bag, and they found a bunch of pipe bombs inside, and they were live explosives. He was arrested. The entire area was immediately cordoned off until the sappers could arrive and safely defuse the bombs. The terrorist is described as an Arab in his 20s from Beit Ula in the Mount Hebron area of Judea in the Palestinian Authority. He was taken to local police stations uh, for interrogation. Police scanned the area to determine whether he had an accomplice. The Jerusalem light rail security guards saved many lives today because they were alert and because they checked out 
anything they found suspicious. That did not happen in Nice, in France. That large truck that went careening down that main boulevard, the driver in that case told the police who were, who were supposedly at a security checkpoint, he told them that he was carrying ice cream, and they didn't, allegedly, they did not check the truck. That truck was filled with explosives, uh, but no one found that out until, tragically, until later on. Um, in this case, they saw a bag, they didn't like the look of the man, and they simply said, hi, guy, let's, let's check this out and let's see what's going on. Uh, a new law that went into effect today in Israel requires couples to try to mediate their marital difficulties before they can get a divorce in Israel. This law is called the Domestic Dispute Settlement Act. It came as the result of a collaboration between Justice Minister Ayelet Shaked, Minister Yariv Levine, and three Knesset members, Shula Mualem Rafaeli, Merav Michaeli, and Aliza Lavi. A number of parties were involved in this bill. A couple must go through up to four therapeutic or mediation meetings at government expense before being able to file for divorce. The first meeting must be held in a therapeutic setting without the lawyers present, and that is the meeting where the nature of the rest of the meetings is decided. The entire process takes 45 days before it then proceeds to divorce or not, depending on what goes on in the meetings. The three top religious leaders in Turkey issued a joint statement on Saturday condemning the attempted military coup there. Hakam Bashi Ishka Kalevi, the chief rabbi in Turkey, uh, Orthodox Christian Patriarch Bartholomew I, and the head of the Turkish Religious Affairs Directorate, Mehmet Gormez, all condemned the coup. They said uh, in their statement, and I'm quoting here, from wherever and whomever it comes, terror and violence cannot be displayed as a legitimate thing and it cannot be supported. Those who have faith within them cannot approve any killing as murdering a human being is no different than murdering the whole of humanity. And they expressed the hope, this unquote, they expressed the hope that terror would be wiped out from Turkey and the world and that God would protect their country and all humanity. At least 200 people died in the attempted coup, which took place when President uh, Recep Tayyip Erdogan was vacationing in southwestern Turkey. More than 2,000 people were wounded in this thing, and at least 2,839 military personnel who were involved in this incident have been arrested. According to Turkey's Prime Minister Ben Ali Yildirim, the attempt was made by military personnel outside the chain of command. He called it an illegal attempt to seize power by part of the military. It wasn't the entire military that was involved in this thing. Uh, tanks were posted at the Ataturk airport in Istanbul. Internet users within Turkey were blocked from all social media, including Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, the Turkish military chief of staff, Hulusi Akar, was uh, taken hostage. Control over state television was also seized. Among those, this is important, among those being blamed for the coup here was for, uh, former Turkish Air Force commander Akin Ozturk. He was the Turkish military attaché to Israel from 1996 to 1998. He then headed the Air Force between 2013 to 2015 and has since been a member of Turkey's Supreme Military Council. But government media 
has since been claiming that he's got possible links with Islamic cleric Fethullah Gulen, who lives in Pennsylvania. Erdogan is, uh, President Erdogan is demanding Gulen's extradition from the United States. Secretary of State John Kerry has very politely told Turkey that they will have to prove Gulen was connected to the coup before the U.S. is willing to hand him over. They're also claiming that the United States may have been involved in this coup, and State Department spokesman John Kirby said in a statement Saturday that uh, the Secretary of State told Turkey's Foreign Minister Mevlut Cavusoglu on Saturday that is absolutely false and harmful to relations between the two countries. Both the United States and Turkey are allies in NATO. Finally, in the Good News Department, the Israeli government has passed its 2017 and 2018 biannual budget. It also includes a special provision so that even if there's any deviation from predictions, the basic framework of the budget will hold firm and we will not have any situations where the budget will crash and the country right after it. Now the weather. Bright sunny skies today, the high around 86 degrees but it will feel closer to 90, so we're going to be a little bit like New York there today. Uh, skies will be clear tonight, low temperatures around the mid to upper 60s. Sunny again tomorrow, the high in the mid to upper 80s. The weather is as perfect as it can get. It is sunblock and water bottle weather, so enjoy your vacations. Check out the parks. Don't forget to take a look at really really the beautiful waterfall pool at Ein Gedi and the new museum exhibits at Masada if you're anywhere near the Dead Sea area. Have a great week, everyone. I'm Hannah Julian for Jam Sunday. Thank you so much, Hannah. We appreciate your being here every week. And Mazel Tov again. Enjoy Thank the new grandson. So <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll see you next week right here on uh, Jam Sunday. And uh, that's our news from Israel. Uh, it is exclusive to the Nachum Siegel Network, and we appreciate Hannah being here, as always. And again, wish her and her family a mazel tov on the exciting news of the naming of uh, her new grandson, named Avraham. So thanks for letting us know about that. Uh, looking ahead, we're here till 9 o'clock this morning. An interview coming up, I'll tell you about that in a second. And uh, tomorrow, Nachum will be on JM and the AM at uh, 6 a.m., and then he'll be talking about the trip to Israel, I'm sure. And then he'll be heading out to Israel with the Nefesh Benefesh to broadcast various shows from Israel, within Israel. And uh, it's going to be a very exciting week over at JM the AM, so make sure to keep it tuned. It's always exciting when they go on the road, especially going to Israel. So the whole crew is going to be going out there. And uh, Nachum will talk about that tomorrow morning. Following uh, the show tomorrow at 9 o'clock, exclusively on the uh, Nachum Siegel Network, the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten. And uh, he'll have great uh, programming, as he always does. When you go to Facebook and get a chance, go to our JM Sunday page and like the page. We appreciate when everyone likes all the comments and makes comments and says things. Uh, if you can also like the page itself, and that increases the page number, which is much appreciated. Uh, you can do the same thing for the Israel Show when you're there. Uh, go to the Israel Show page, Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten, and like his page. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, we're going to have an interview coming up at 8.30 with uh, Rabbi Avi Lipman. He's the principal at Ormosha, a school for boys uh, with a wide range of learning challenges. So we're going to hear about that wonderful school. 
and see what they have going for right now. It's about, I think, their fifth year or so. So we'll uh, we'll hear about that. That is um, that is coming up at 8:30. We're going to go back to the music now. Let's see what we have on. Uh, we're going to hear Eighth Day with uh, Tears. Great, excellent. If I say so myself, <laughs> right here on JM Sunday exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. When the world skips a beat Knocks you gently off your feet It's not thunder It's your cries When the news comes inside And you just want to run and hide It's not thunder It's your cries Cries were not in vain. Small tears they link into a golden chain, pulling down the walls that divide us. Alele, alele, ani barchio. Soror if garachol and leya. Now their tears are in your eyes.
divide us.
Yaakov Shweki with Inshallah here on JM Sunday. Matas Weingast with you as we approach uh, 8.30 in the morning Eastern Time here on uh, the Nachum Siegel Network. We heard uh, Lipa before that and uh, Shuki and opening up our song segment after the news from Israel. Eighth day with tears. As I mentioned, Nachum will be heading out to Israel after tomorrow's show, so catch him on JM in the AM tomorrow morning at 6. He'll talk all about the trip to Israel, and he'll be broadcasting from Israel throughout the week. So it's going to be a very exciting week over at uh, JM in the AM. Programming continues all day long here. After we're done at 9 o'clock, we have great encore presentations and a great music mix throughout the day. As I mentioned earlier, uh, I have a great interview coming up right now, and I would like to welcome to the air Rabbi Avi Lipman, who is the principal at Or Moshe School, which is a school for boys with a wide range of learning challenges. Good morning and welcome to JM Sunday, Rabbi Lipman. Good morning. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, so, first thing, Or Moshe uh, has been around for about five years. Is that correct? It's been around for about five or six years in its current form. And, uh, yeah, thank God we've been doing really well. Where exactly is it located? Okay, so the school has moved a few times over the years. And right now, we, in the past uh, year, were given a a two-and-a-half-acre campus in the heart of Beit Shemesh. Wow. Okay, so... so The school is located in Beit Shemesh on a a two-and-a-half-acre campus. And And how many students do you currently have, approximately? Uh, the school has been actually seeing a lot of growth in the last uh, in the last few years, and uh, we've been trying to grow at a healthy pace and not go too fast. This year, we're trying to cap off at 65 students, which will be almost double from the number we started with at the beginning of last school year. So wow! It's been it's been a uh, a challenge to grow correctly because as the school has grown in, uh, in people finding out about what we're doing and as we've been able to get our message out there of what we did to the students of the school, we have had uh, more and more interest and more people and more communities within Israel and many people from overseas have contacted us expressing serious interest to come on board. So it's actually been a challenge to try to uh, limit the growth to make sure that we can grow well and grow correctly. Absolutely. I mean, 65 may not sound like a lot to um, <clears throat> compared to other schools, but considering you have to have a small ratio uh, of students to instructors, uh, you have a, you have a lot of classes there um, to handle. And oh, absolutely. Let, and let me tell you a little bit about exactly what we're doing, actually, because what we do as a full school is what many schools do in terms of a, a, a resource room or a resource department. Right, right. Uh, this school has been constructed to meet the needs of there are many students that we found in Israel were struggling in between two systems. The Department of Education really operates with two systems in Israel. One which is called Chinuch Ragil, students who fit into the mainstream system and are doing very well, 20, 25, 30 students in a class. And uh, then you have, for the students who were not fitting into that system, a Chinuch Miuchad system, or what's called Kita Mikademet, which is a 
a system which really, uh, I would say, treats the students very differently and really lowers expectations, says you're able to succeed if you're in a smaller class size, but you'll also probably not succeed if we challenge you academically. And uh, many times we find that uh, we, we were seeing that the system here in the special ed system was uh, not challenging the students who were not able to succeed in the larger class sizes. So what we have developed is a school to meet the needs of those students, the students who can, do not, uh, who are not succeeding in a large class size for a variety of reasons. Uh, it could be because of a, uh, uh, maybe an ADD, it could be because of mild dyslexia, it could be because of many different issues, but they, and, and which require them that they need more uh, attention. But at the same time, if they were in a smaller class size, six or seven students in the class, they could succeed on, on, a, on a very high level. And they could do very well. They could do what we call here in Israel a full bug root, which is a, uh, a full regions for those who live in New York, understand that mm -hmm. term, and, uh, and graduate with all doors or as many doors as possible open to them in the future. So yep. we've... We've tried to create that middle ground. Right. Uh, as I understand from reading on uh, up on this before our discussion this morning, uh, and by the way, I'm joined by Rabbi Avi Lipman, who's the principal at Or Moshe in uh, Beit Shemesh. Uh, the the schools that you mentioned as part of the regular uh, education, Department of Education system, might train um, people who have uh, certain learning challenges just to go into vocational training, for instance, which you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but uh, you know, it seems like that would be the only option in those systems. Here, you are teaching them to go into almost anything that they can handle, uh, which, which is great. How do you also then... Uh, mainstream them to the point where they can be part of the community uh, and have the same experiences that they might have in another school, you know, even, though, even if the education level is not exactly what they need. Right. Well, I think that that's extremely important. You know, we many times find that students who are not succeeding in school or do not feel like they are succeeding in school, uh, it definitely carries over into other areas. And you'll find students who are not doing well in school many times do not feel comfortable socially, do not feel comfortably, uh, comfortable in terms of the religious growth. It, many times uh, one definitely affects the other. So what we try to do is definitely have a holistic approach to the students. We try to approach the full needs of each student. We try to integrate them and make sure that they're involved in community activism, they're in, in community chesed, I should say, they're involved in getting out there and being involved in uh, extracurricular programming that you would find schools, uh, students from other schools are involved in. And we, we really try to uh, make sure that, uh, to the best of our abilities, that we're paying attention to the full, to the full student, seeing if a, if a student feels like he is, is doing well in school now but still is, is lacking in certain areas where we're uh, a program which hopefully is meeting those needs. You mentioned vocational, by the way, I should say. It, it is a fantastic option, and it is an idea that, that does really work very well for some students. What we have found is that as long as you can keep as many doors open as possible, like you mentioned, keeping op options open and, and looking at the future, uh, we would like to do that. So that's something that we've definitely found here. 
Right, of course, and success is very important to students uh, that that you have because they feel very positive about themselves. They've accomplished something, and if they go through the um, educational system and are successful at it uh, and, and can integrate, like you said, socially and whatnot, it, it gives them a very positive feeling to continue. Now, uh, if they complete their the Bagrut and the, um, the regions, that certainly opens up to them the possibility of university attendance and, and higher education there. What is the state of um, of that of university uh, education in, in terms of special needs? Uh, is there anything out there once they leave your environment? How do they handle university environment? Well, that's a, that's a, a, an excellent point. You know, it's it's not about just management. And one of the things that we are finding is our more the more important task in the school is not just teaching them to get by and not just helping them achieve, you know, you, you finish your Bagrut, you got your Bagrut, excellent, we're, you know, mission accomplished. What we try to do is adjust the way and really help the students find successful ways for them to approach their learning in general. You know, we find that there are many students um, in general, by the way, not just uh, limited to the Ormosha population, but there mm-hmm. are many students who look at their success as something which is attributed to whether it be getting lucky on a test or when you hear someone say, I just happen to be very good at math. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you hear people say, English is my subject. And uh, that's attributing their success in their their subject and a particular skill to just, I don't know, an innate ability. uh, Or that was a particularly good teacher and that's why I did well. And what we've tried to do in Ormosha is really adjust the way the students approach their success and approach their learning, which is to say to them, if you try hard and you put in your work and you know what challenges you have, you know that you have ADD, so how do you address that? You know that you have dyslexia, so how are we going to work with that? How are we going to turn that challenge into something which does not stop you but adjusts the way that you approach your learning? But if you believe that your effort and having an effective strategy will lead you to success, then there's really nothing that will stand in their way. And we've had students who've graduated and have gone on to mainstream programs Hmm. and have done fantastic work. And they send us their work. And they show us how it compares to the other work for the other students. And they're doing as well, if not better. And I really do believe it's because it's changing the way they attribute their success to from something that's external or something which is very difficult for them to affect and saying it's all in your hands. Right, exactly. And and I think that's why it's so important and you know, it's it's hard to get that across to people here in the United States and I'm sure in other places but and in Israel also, that these are not students with disabilities. And I myself have ADD. I didn't know about it until uh you know, later on in life and then um and then figured out and said, Hey, <laughs> that's who I am uh and uh you know, you you don't realize that, but it's not a disability. Uh, even though that's what people call a lot of these things, they are just the way we think. It's our abilities, and it just has to be nurtured in the way that you're saying. Uh, and it's it seems so phenomenal because you're able to take all those individuals and really focus on what it is that they uh, that they need, uh, and that's extremely extremely important. I want to tell you another element that uh, another. Another aspect that we, in a sense, stumbled along the way, 
another quality of this school is that uh, a lot of the staff in the school and a lot of the school operates in English, okay. uh, which is also something which you don't find in the mainstream system. But right. what that has done is, and I can almost say unintentionally, we found that what we were doing was also servicing a whole a different world, and that was the world of the Olim. We found that there were many people who were in America, and their sons, uh, they had kids who were 10, 11 years old, and not succeeding in the mainstream environment. And what do you hear in the States when, you're told, when, when your son is not succeeding at that age? Do not even think about it. Right. Aliyah should be off the table. You mm-hmm. should not even think about it. Your son's too old, and also he's not, uh, he's not doing uh, very well in school, and he has certain challenges. And what we found is that there were families who've literally made Aliyah, who've literally come over because they found, about, they found out about Ormosha and they heard that this school was having success, and they heard that even if they were planning on starting with something else, and even if they were planning on trying the mainstream system, but they had heard that, you know, if your son's in high school and the mainstream system doesn't work out, then you're going to be in real trouble. They knew that Ormosha was a viable alternative and a place they could turn, if things did not uh, go very well, you know, we had a lot of people who've, who've come over to the school. They made Aliyah with the best intentions. Their sons, their kids were doing fantastic at school. There's no problems at all. Right. They came over and found out that their son had a language acquisition learning disability. Mm. Because you wouldn't necessarily pick that up if you're learning your whole life in, in, uh, in your mother tongue. And you, this son was probably skipping, uh, skipping his Hebrew classes or his Lashon classes in America, but it wasn't uh, the biggest thing on the radar. And then they come over here, and the whole learning is in a new language, and it's just not, go- it's just right. not going. Right. So it, many, we found that we were able to also help many others to fulfill that dream, and people who were hoping and trying to figure out a way to make it work, to come over and to make Aliyah and to make that dream possibil- a possibility, and have looked into us, and uh, whether they started here or just kept us in the back of their mind as a place that they could turn if things didn't uh, go smoothly at the beginning, it, it was able to make the dream a possibility and a reality. Wow, that's it's absolutely amazing. I mentioned that before because I'd read uh, uh, something um, that was sent to me by a parent uh, which talks just about that, about somebody making Aliyah just because they knew that they would have a place where their children can uh, can go. I imagine other schools are probably looking to you and saying, "Hey, I have some students that I think will fit right into what you're doing." And uh, and like you said, you have to grow carefully. But I imagine the word is out that you're a place where where oh, these students can look. There is a fantastic there is a fantastic community right now of schools which are focusing on the Olim. You talk about a school in Yerushalayim called YTA. You have a school. Um, in Kiryat Gat, called Nefesh Talmud, you have uh, schools, um, the Naale program in Shalavim, programs that are specifically geared towards helping students who've come over and uh, want to succeed on this side of the Atlantic. And I'll tell you, I get a lot of phone calls, even from parents, just saying to me, "I want to tell you about my son, and I've heard that you're the person, you're a good person to speak to. Help me choose a school." And I have to tell you, a large percentage of the people who call me. I send to other programs. Of course, obviously, the first thing is to try a mainstream program because the sooner you can get your son into the mainstream system and society, obviously, the better. But it's a a wonderful thing, I think, think, in my opinion, to know that we have at uh, at this time achieved 
we've, we've reached the point where there's a, a viable, strong net that waits for the students that, that trip and have a difficult time at the beginning or that parents know going into Aliyah that there are going to be individual needs that need to be addressed. Absolutely. Excellent. Um, before we run out of time, uh, Rabbi Avi Lipman is with me, the principal at Or Moshe. It's in Beit Shemesh. It's a school for boys with, as we say, a wide range of learning challenges, and they tailor-make everything um, for success for these students. Uh, a couple of a couple of quick things. Uh, you're opening up a new dorm. Did that is that for this year? Is it in place already? It's very exciting. For this com- for this coming school year, but I will stress that it's a dorm for uh, people for families that are living in Israel. And uh, the commute right. is too difficult on a daily basis. Right. This not, is not an. Uh, it's not a dorm. F- right. Not an ta- this is not an out of country yeshiva for somebody to send their children to. This is a school that is part of the uh, local, if you will, school network. Right. I do get. We do get quite a few requests every year uh, from families that are living in the United States to send their son to Or Moshe. Um, and uh, until the family is living here or if there is a family here that their son can stay by, it's not viable. But this new dorm is very exciting, and mm-hmm. it's going to open up opportunities for students who are coming from different parts of the country that would be too difficult for them to travel right. back and forth every day. You know, one of the other things that we didn't really touch upon is also in the school, the diversity of the student population is something to behold all of, all of itself and, and, and in Beit Shemesh. Here we have a school where there are students who are coming from the Datila Umi world, there are students who are coming from the Haredi world, and they're all coming to this school because there's a specific educational need. And, you know, when you have a a parent that calls you and says, yeah, I live in Rehovot, and I don't know how (laughs) my son would go back and forth every day. So that's a good point. So. But there's no other school that my son can go to. Yep. So Avi Lippman, where are you going to put my son? Mm-hmm. So we basically <laughs> looked for a way to, to to make that work as well. We opened up. Uh, it's it's. I would say in between dorm slash boarding. Okay. Uh, for a few nights a week, that the students shouldn't have to travel back and forth. Right. Every day. You know, it's funny when you said it's diverse. I, I was going to say, yep. You mean they're not all Jews? Isn't that just what it should be? But that's for a whole other discussion. <laughs> At the end of the day, the key is finding ways to help that there should be no, you know, there should be no student who doesn't have a school which is really addressing their needs right. and really helping them uh, to, see, to, to, to see the greatest success possible. A- absolutely. Um, one other a quick question, just actually two, and then we'll, we'll wrap up. Um, the students that, that are in uh, special education programs, yours, others, how does that uh, affect their Army service and what they have to do and their requirements going into Army service? Well, the uh, Army has its own standards and its own testing, but uh, there, we have not had any issues. There's, it's not like the Army uh, turns away students who are in a special ed, oh, good. Uh, okay. special ed environment. It, it, it might look at a student's specific uh, challenges, and uh, treat them accordingly. For example, if there's a student and it's written that he has specific issues with anxiety, might not he might not be the perfect person to put out into a certain environment. Right. Has, what, may uh, not may know, not be a if he, even if he, right. Might not be a paratrooper or, or a tank commander. But 
<laughs> you never know. Right. <laughs> because but we'll, find, but yeah. we'll definitely find, and we definitely encourage that the students should have a, a desire to be a part, to do their part, and to, to feel a part of right. the entire uh, Israeli society. A- absolutely. And, and the last question, is there a um, plan, or is there something similar for girls? There is actually a fantastic school also in Ramat Beit Shemesh called Kol Hadassah, which differently at this point, I think, still focusing more on a program called Penn Foster, which is an internationally recognized high school diploma right. that can be done online. And Kol Hadassah has done a fantastic job as well for the girls who have slipped through the cracks and have had uh, challenges in the mainstream system. And, uh, yeah, I, I have been approached to start the girls' school and to start the elementary school and to start the university. And I keep saying, look, we're working really hard on the boys' high school, that we are slowly growing. And I think that uh, there are other uh, tremendous, talented people out there who can hopefully start those other programs. And we're seeing that. We're seeing that uh, that the need is, is slowly and successfully, thank God, being addressed. Absolutely. Rabbi Avi Lippin, thank you so much for this extended discussion. I really appreciate it. It's extremely important. Or Moshe is the name of the school. How would one best get in touch with you? Okay, the best way to get in touch with me, I, I suppose, would, go to, would be to go to the website, which is O-H-R or M-O-S-H-E, Moshe Israel, Dot com, and there's a, uh, a page on the back, like everyone else does, contact, and uh, that uh, that will get you in touch with us, and also give you an opportunity to learn more. Excellent. Uh, at the website. I want to thank you again. I also want to thank Stuart Schnee. He's uh, an expert, um, an expert public relations person, marketing and and sales, and uh, he has uh, brought us together this time, as he's done uh, with many interviews in the past. I want to thank him publicly and appreciate. Uh, what he's done. And I want to thank you again, Rabbi, for uh, what you're doing, because it is so important to, to help those students succeed and uh, continue to grow. Thank you. Much hatzlacha to you. Thank you, Matis. I appreciate it. Sure thing. It is uh, 8.52 in the morning here on JM Sunday. My thanks again to Rabbi Avi Lipman, who is the uh, principal of Ormosha School in Beit Shemesh. And uh, it's an amazing organization, uh, amazing school from what I see, what it does, from what I've heard. And uh, I know we went a little long on the uh, interview, but it really is a very important discussion. And as he said, uh, as Rabbi Lipman said, it's important for people who are considering making Aliyah and who in the past might have been told that uh, Aliyah is not an option at the point uh, of where their children are still in school because they can't be uh, integrated into a, a school environment that is appropriate for them if they have certain special needs challenges. Here, that opportunity is afforded to them. So, extremely important work that they are doing out there. We're going to go back to the music. Uh, what do we have next? We have a couple minutes left, so uh, we'll, we'll try to get in uh, Ohad and uh, yeah, we'll try to get an Ohad song right here on JM Sunday. Thanks for listening, everyone. Shall you 
כל הצדיקים, כל הצדיקים שהיו עד היום. ובזכות כל הצדיקים שנמצאים ממונו היום. השם שלך, שלך לא with Kol HaTzadikim as we get set to wrap up another edition of JM Sunday. And uh, my thanks again to Rabbi Avi Lipman uh, from Ormosha School in Beit Shemesh 
the website is ormosheisrael.com, and you can get information about the school from there. I didn't ask him when the uh, semester starts, when the school year starts, actually, but I'm sure it's the same as all the schools in Israel. Uh, and my thanks for that extended discussion. We'll post it uh, later on. It'll be up on the website, and you can the NachumSiegel.com website, and you can catch it if you missed any of it or want to share it. Uh, next week, I am scheduled to have another guest. Uh, I am scheduled to have... Who am I scheduled to have? <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, there's this great new... Uh, a series of Sidurim, the, the uh, Nahalel series, and Michael Haruni, who's the creator and editor of that, is uh, scheduled to be my guest next week. And next week it is a fast day. Uh, we are uh, going to be here. Uh, we hope to hear from our fast day consultant, if I can get in touch with him. And it also is going to be the 200th show of JM Sunday. Four years ago, we began it uh, right after Labor Day when the network started, and um, and this will mark next week will mark the 200th show. The only time we missed a show uh, was when Yom Tov was on a um, a Sunday and Monday, so we could not um, do a show on a Sunday morning because. Um, now we couldn't do the show on Sunday night after the after the second day of Yom Tov. We didn't do it this year either on Pesach, but that was the only time that we have missed a show consecutively for the four years. Our two hundredth show coming up, and my thanks to uh, and I'll be discussing this next week more. My thanks to Nachum for uh, allowing this show to continue and proceed and uh, have it on the Nachum Siegel Network, and my thanks to Miriam Awalik, General Manager. Of the uh, of the network, so we'll talk more about that next week on the show, uh, show number two hundred, as we um, as we get set to move on. Uh, we'll see you next week. Have a great week, everyone.